This is Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Presented by Pastano. On today's show, Brian sits down with the North American Group President of Adidas, Mark King. And I just believe good things come when there's a lot of positive energy. So for me, if you don't have the right mindset, the right energy, and the right aspiration, there's no really where for it to go. Now, with Sports Business Radio, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for checking out the only show dedicated to covering the business side of sports. We're happy to be powered by our friends at Pistano. Follow them online at Pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. We've got a great guest this week, Mark King, Adidas' group, North American president. King is going to be joining me regularly on Sports Business Radio in the future to talk sports business and Adidas business. King is going to be launching a new podcast on February 2nd called Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports Business and Life, and I'll be discussing King's new podcast with him on our show this week. I'm joined by Brian Griggs, our executive producer. Griggs, how are you? I'm doing wonderful and excited about Adidas and Mark. I think it's going to be a real good jump up in sports business radio history and excited to Here's the show this week and talk to him, and it's going to be great moving forward. Yeah, smart guy, really smart guy, and look forward to his insight. And I'm looking forward to his podcast. I mean, gosh, yeah. think of the people he has access to, whether it's someone like Aaron Rodgers, who is an Adidas and Dorsey, or James Harden, Derek Rose, Damian Lillard. There's so many people. Then you could pull from you know executives, media. When you're someone who's the president of Adidas, you've got quite the guest list that you can uh, have sure. access to. So it's it's going to be fun to listen to his podcast as well. Griggs, let's talk about some headlines of the week. We know the Super Bowl 50 matchup. It's now set the Denver Broncos versus the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, some people were surprised that Denver got in there. A lot of people picked New England, including me. And uh, Denver's in there. Peyton Manning has a chance to go out just like his boss, John Elway, win a Super Bowl in his last start. And uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. But off the field, we look at the business side of the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning and Cam Newton are two of the most high-profile players in the NFL. They've got loads of endorsement deals. So I'm sure we're going to see plenty of uh, Nationwide and Papa John's and Gatorade commercials uh, featuring Peyton Manning and Cam Newton during the Super Bowl, don't you think? Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to my father-in-law about that. I'm like, you see more of Peyton Manning when they go to commercial breaks than you do on the yeah, game. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, I think you're right. They're going to see those guys are going to uh, be all over, and I think Cam will probably even pick up a few more, especially if he wins and has a great game. Uh, you know, could be MVP of the game. Who knows? I think he'll. Uh, he's only going to benefit from this game. So, Greg, CBS has the Super Bowl 50 broadcast. It's getting a record $5 million for a 30-second spot. So here's the challenge. If you are a partner of Peyton Manning or Cam Newton, you probably don't have access to them in the next two weeks to produce a new spot. So you've either got to produce something without them or you're re-airing spots that you've had them in before, but paying $5 million for 30 seconds. So a lot more than what you've paid any time that you've run that commercial previously. It's insane. And, um, you know, you remind people, too, that's $5 million just for the airtime. I mean, that doesn't count <laughs> paying all the uh, the people and the production and all that, too. I mean, it's just amazing how much these companies will spend on just 30 seconds of airtime for this huge game. Well, and what's changed in the last few years with the digital revolution is that you now see 
that people are leaking their spots online, right? So if I'm paying $5 million for a spot, I want another million views on YouTube or Vimeo or a platform like that. So they're really trying to activate online in the digital realm and through social media versus just, oh, I hope someone's not running to the refrigerator during my 30-second spot that I just paid $5 million of airtime for. You no, know, no, and that's massive too. I think you're right. The uh, the digital side of it is huge, and it gets the buzz going before the game. We'll we'll probably start seeing them coming out this week uh, before the game even airs, and then uh, you'll see them during the air the broadcast too. But you're right. I mean, the more hits you can get even before they air is uh, is huge. So Coldplay is going to perform at halftime. I'm a little bit disappointed in that. I'm not a big Coldplay person. I think the common person can name a few songs, but. Uh, you know, I thought this was the year of Taylor Swift. Maybe they couldn't work out an agreement with her, but there's been no bigger musical performer. And I saw her perform uh, at CenturyLink Field, home of the Seahawks, in August with my daughter. It was her first concert. And I just think Taylor Swift would have been a slam dunk home run, touchdown, whatever you want to call it, for halftime. But uh, I guess we're going to have to live with Coldplay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Taylor, obviously an amazing entertainer, and she would be a, the perfect person for a stage like that. And I agree, I'm not a big, big Coldplay fan, but maybe they'll surprise us, and maybe it'll be a fun show. And it's always well put together, so I'm sure it'll, it'll look great on TV. We know that. I've been at the last two Super Bowls, and last year especially, Katy Perry was fantastic at halftime. So yeah. we'll see. Maybe Coldplay will, uh, will surprise us. So a few other headlines of the week, some big ones. First of all, David Blatt is out as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Some people would look at the record and go, oh my gosh, you had the best record in the Eastern Conference. How can you fire the coach who's led the team to the best record in the Eastern Conference? But if you look behind the curtains like we do so often on this show, you know that there's been been turmoil. You know, LeBron hasn't respected David Blatt. David Griffin and David Blatt haven't been on the same page. Kevin Love and David Blatt weren't on the same page. We kind of saw this coming. Tyron Lue is now the head coach of the team. I don't know that it's going to get any better, though, because when LeBron James is the de facto owner of the team, and let's face it, when he came back to Cleveland, that was the deal that was made with Dan Gilbert. You can hear or read whatever you want. That's the deal that was made. I will sell my soul to you, LeBron James, if you come back to my franchise and make me relevant again. LeBron has made them very relevant again, took them to the finals last year. But he also wants say over who's coaching and the player moves. And anytime you're an owner and you give up that kind of control and, you know, they've said that LeBron doesn't have that kind of control. And LeBron has said, I had nothing to do with David Blatt's firing. I found out like everyone else. Come on. You know, we weren't born yesterday. And. We know how this works, so it's going to be interesting to see because, frankly, I don't think Cleveland has a chance to win a championship anytime soon. I think they're leaps and bounds behind Golden State and San Antonio to try and bring home a title to Cleveland. So interesting happenings in Cleveland uh, this week, Griggs. Yeah, it really was, but like you said, not surprising. I think we saw this coming probably from the very beginning of the season. And it, I keep thinking about Lenny Wilkins. It's like, why doesn't LeBron just be the player coach? You know, just no <laughs> coach, coach the team and come in and play. I mean, it's like, how do you coach a player like LeBron? And uh, and you know, I just gain his respect. I don't know how it works, but I think this is something we saw coming. And Cleveland is kind of in that bubble of, are they going to spiral out of control or are they going to move forward and be a good team? It's kind of on that line right now with them. I don't know how it's going to move forward. It'll be interesting to see. This is LeBron's seventh coach during his career. Uh, you know, you look at like Greg Popovich in San Antonio. Everyone knows in San Antonio, even Hall of Famers like Tim Duncan and David Robinson before that Pop is the guy in charge. 
in Golden State. People know Steve Kerr is the guy in charge. Even Steph Curry, who is a superstar and probably the MVP of the league again this year, you know, that's a team oriented system that they've got going in Golden State. No one is bigger than the team. That's not the case in Cleveland with LeBron. So it will be interesting to see what happens going forward. Another big NBA story uh, over the past week. How about this one? Blake Griffin breaks his hand by punching not once but twice the team's assistant equipment manager. Now, the Clippers and even owner Steve Ballmer put out a statement this week, and they were not happy about this at all. The NBA is doing an investigation. Blake Griffin's going to miss four to six weeks. This is going to be interesting. Does this wind up with Blake Griffin being traded out of Los Angeles? Because it does, it, this just doesn't sit well with the Clippers organization, and it shouldn't. Griggs, if you're a superstar, and I would say that Blake Griffin on the court is a superstar with talent, you can't get yourself into these types of situations. This is like, you know, the guy at the end of the bench, then you wave him and then it's done. But Blake Griffin, a guy that is a cornerstone of your franchise, you can't put yourself in this situation. You can't do it. I mean, it's just, it's one of those like no-brainers, like you just can't get involved or this upset that something like this, when you your team counts on you and you're making a lot of money and the fans count on you, people come to see you at games and now you're out six weeks just because you punched some guy that you got an argument with. I mean, it's just, it's pointless and it's it's too bad to see. Um, and again, it's just, it's a loss for the Clippers for sure. So next week on our show, we're going to have David Schwab from Octagon on. He is going to talk to us about all the business around the Super Bowl. How do companies get the best ROI on their athlete investments? What are the brands that are going to be big and prominent around Super Bowl 50? We'll also have lots of other Super Bowl conversation on our show next week. But coming up next, Mark King, the Group North American president for Adidas is going to join me. Part of a regular segment we're going to have on this show going forward. He's going to be launching a new podcast called Competing in Sports and Life Extraordinary Happens. And we'll discuss that with Mark King coming up next. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. Stay in touch with SBR on Twitter. Twitter.com slash SB Radio. Powered by Postano. Brother, host of Sports Business Radio, but also the founder and CEO of the exclusive Sports PR Summit. The Sports PR Summit is an annual event bringing together senior PR executives from the sports world, national media members, and pro athletes for a full day of panel discussion, featured conversations, and face-to-face networking in New York City. Past speakers have included ESPN reporter Jeremy Schapp, Sports Illustrated executive editor John Wartime, former NFL veterans Tiki Barber and Derek Mason, NBA Senior VP of PR Mike Bass, and other top PR minds from across the sports world. The 2016 Sports PR Summit will take place on Tuesday, May 17th at the Players' Tribune, which is a new digital media platform created and curated by some of the world's top athletes and founded by former Yankees great Derek Jeter. The Sports PR Summit is an invite-only event limited to 125 attendees. If you're a senior sports PR executive and you'd like to be invited to the 2016 Sports PR Summit at the Players' Tribune in New York City, get in touch with us via the Sports PR Summit website at sportsprsummit.com. That's sportsprsummit.com. Follow the Sports PR Summit on Twitter and Instagram at Sports PR Summit and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Sports PR Summit. I hope to see you at the 2016 
Sports PR Summit on May 17th at the Players Tribune in New York City. Back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. My guest is Mark King. He is the president of the Adidas Group North America. He was at TaylorMade for 34 years, one of the brightest minds in sports business. Mark, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm great, Brian. Thanks for having me. This is pretty awesome. This is awesome. I look forward to this, and uh, I look forward to having you on our show regularly in the coming months. But you've got your own podcast that you're going to be kicking off February 2nd, Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports, Business, and Life. Mark, you're a busy guy. How did you decide that you want to take some time and do a podcast? Uh, (laughs) Really great question, Brian. But and I promise we're not competing with you, so don't don't worry about that, Brian. We're only here to uh, to supplement what you're doing. But no, you know, I just I, I I come from a simple background. I come from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I'm a big Packer fan, and you know, and have had this incredible journey of my own through a sport in golf, and then you know now all sports. And it just amazes me. I was telling somebody a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, I could have dinner with an amazing person in sport every night because of who I've met and how I've met them and the relationships. And when you start to listen to these stories, they're just, everyone has their own unique, interesting story. There's some threads that go across those. And I just, we we were just talking one day about, wouldn't it be cool to share those stories with, with people that would be interested? And and so, you know, from that was born Extraordinary Happens. And, and we're just going to really have some fun with it and, and share some just incredible stories from incredible people. So February 2nd is when the podcast debuts. I know you were in the studio today. You want to tell us how that was? Was that well, fun? It was, it was, it, Brian, it was unbelievable. First, I was so nervous. And even though it's a recording, right? But I was so nervous because <laughs> my first guest was Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Uh, and that was fun. And I and I said, "Hi, Aaron. I'm in Green Bay." I said, "Oh no, I'm from Green Bay." And I, <laughs> so that was awesome. But we had just, you know, we were planning to talk somewhere around 20 minutes, and at 25 minutes, we still had 25 minutes of conversation to go. So it was wonderful. And he talked about, you know, his uh, growing up and how he chose football and how he, you know, the colleges and you know, just really great insight into him, the person and the athlete. And then our second guest was a very different walk of life, but maybe even more extraordinary is Pam Oliver. And, you know, the story of 30 years ago, an African-American woman that, that has a passion for journalism ends up being, you know, the person that changes really women in sports uh, journalism. Uh, just a delightful conversation with Pam. It was just, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know if anyone else would be excited about it, but I'm excited about it. No, there's going to be a lot of people excited about it. Look, I think that life is about relationships, and you've built some amazing relationships, and you're going to get people to say things to you that they wouldn't say to other people because of those relationships. So I can't wait to hear the conversations with Aaron Rodgers and Pam Oliver and the other people that you have on your show. So what kind of an interviewer are you? Is there anyone out there that you listen to and go, I want to try and take some nuggets from that person and apply them to to my interview array you're my you're my role model brian oh, you're my role model. i didn't expect that <laughs> wasn't looking for that no you know i'm a professional talker so all i do so it's amazing i was really proud of myself ask the question and shut up so i you know i'll be interested when you hear it 
Um, you can critique me. Now, I already got a little critique from Lauren, who's the, the PR yes. in charge of all communications here. She yep. said, hey, you don't have to say my next question is, so I, I can eliminate that from it. But Always <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to have great... the Monday morning quarterbacks, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, no, I mean, I, I've just always been a fan of sports and the broadcasters, um, and I really love the difference between the professional broadcaster and the color person. Um, so, you know, for me, Pat Summerall, I, you know, not as an interviewer, but as a broadcaster, sure. He was the, 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 you know, the top of the pyramid for me. I just love listening to him. Um, you know, and then today, you know, I love the Aikman, um, uh, Joe Buck. Right. Uh, I, I love that combo. So I, I did, in, in sports radio, I just listen to all of it. So I, I just, I'm just a fan of listening to people talk about sports. Well, it's the thing that's cool about podcasting now is that people can listen on demand. So, you know, your audience like mine, busy executives, that they don't have time a lot of times to sit and listen to live radio. So now this is going to live, you know, in an archive on iTunes or Stitcher, TuneIn, all the places you're going to have your podcast. And people can listen when they're driving or working out or traveling on an airplane. And, you know, I look forward to the, the podcast for sure. So, Mark, I was doing some research on you and I found out you're not really a, a rookie when it comes to this media thing. You were on Undercover Boss on CBS and you were on The Apprentice as like a guidance executive. Tell me how that was for you. <laughs> well, the Trump one is fantastic. So <laughs> when I was running TaylorMade, uh, Donald Trump does a lot in the golf space. So he has all these golf courses. So we did a lot of business together, made some special products for him. And, and he asked me about 10 years ago, hey, would you want to be on The Apprentice with me? you know, as kind of a role model for the winners of the episode. I said, yo, that would be, that would be a blast. So we're in the pro shop of, his, of the Trump National in, in Los Angeles, and I said, now, Donald, what are we going to do here? He goes, it's really simple. We're going to walk side by side. We're going to get in the cart. The cameraman's going to be right in front of us. We're going down to the range. We'll meet the, the winners, and then we'll play golf. Great. So the... The guy in the camera says, ready, you know, walk towards me. And as soon as we start walking, Donald takes one large step in front of me, and now we're single file, and I'm walking <laughs> behind Donald. That doesn't sound like a surprise, does it? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so that was my first uh, foray on, in TV. Not a big, not a big thing, but I did, I did get some, some time. But The Undercover Boss was an incredible uh, experience. It was 12 days of taping. They take your cell phone. Um, they really try to ground you in the jobs you're doing. It was a lot of incredibly physical work. We traveled to four different places. And, you know, what you, what, what really what you uncover, uh, if you will, is, you know, people work so hard for not a whole lot of money. Uh, they really, the smallest bit of recognition goes a long way. And the communication that flows through organizations is so diluted and, and not accurate. So, I mean, I, I've really built a lot of how I communicate through the organization built on that experience on Undercover Boss. It was really fun. Mark King is joining us. He's the president of Adidas Group North America. He spent 34 years leading TaylorMade. Leadership principles, business philosophies, talk to me about those. Well, I, I mean, I, I just think that leadership has changed um, tremendously over the past 20 years 
where leaders used to be about vision and strength and courage uh, and oh, commanding from the top. And I, although I think vision and courage is still a big part of leadership, I think the, the today's leader and the leader of the future is really going to be able to lead through people, to create the right environment, to let people uh, challenge the way you do things or challenge the status quo or orthodoxies. And then leaders have the courage to let people experiment and fail. I mean, Brian, we live in a world that, you know, businesses punish people who fail. And I think the, the leader of the future is going to be one that embraces failure because it's in the pursuit of new and different ideas and, and changing the way things operate. So I, I'm really a believer that the collective intelligence of a group of people is much more powerful than one leader. And, th and that's a big change for me personally over my lifespan of being a leader, uh, but it's certainly a change from, from the way traditional organizations have been run. And then in terms of just what makes a difference in business principles, I think it's energy, it's enthusiasm, it's trying to do something extraordinary. And that's what's driving us here is we want to do something special. And yeah, some of our competitors are already special or they have momentum, but what we believe we can have that same, that same opportunity. And, and that's what's driving us right now is, is the dream of, of really being able to break through and, and create something really wonderful here in North America. Yeah, I've been on the Adidas campus here in the United States before because we both uh, live in Oregon, and I love the energy. You know, I, I love the energy of your employees and just the overall energy when I'm on campus. It, it really, you can feel it when you walk yeah. onto campus. Uh, and I just believe good things come when there's a lot of positive energy. So for me, I mean, you know, you've got to have the right products, you've got to execute, you know, you've got to do all that. So I'm not downplaying that. But I think you can do that. And if you don't have the right mindset, the right energy and the right aspiration, there's no really where for it to go. So that's, that's what we're trying to do here. And we're having a lot of fun. So, Mark, 34 years at TaylorMade, I understand you're a scratch golfer. Give me some of your favorite courses that you've played. Well, honestly, Brian, I, I, I've played a lot of them, you know, 34 years in golf. But my favorite golf course to this day is where I grew up in Green Bay. It's a, it, the, the county owns the golf course. It's called Brown County. It's, it is a wonderful golf course, but it's still my favorite. But I would say after that, Brian, um, Pebble Beach is just, to me, it's like going to heaven. I mean, yeah. that, is, that is going to heaven. And I love the golf course. I like the environment, how you feel. I like the weather. Um, and then after that, there's just so many wonderful. I have an opportunity every year. I'm going in a month to play Augusta National. I mean, so obviously that's just right at the top of the list. Uh, but, you know, in, in different parts of the world, and, and this is one of them, Oregon, there's so many wonderful golf courses. And, I, you know, it's my passion. It's not really my, my job. It's my passion. And so I just love golf, and I, and I love everything that, that's about the game. If you need a caddy at Augusta National, you know my number. You call right, me and I'll give you a buzz, bro. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tote the bag for you. I've been there. I've never played it, but I, yeah. I've been to the course and uh, yeah, beautiful. And I've played Pebble, and you're right, it is like heaven for golfers. So just uh, fantastic. So the Extraordinary Happens podcast, they're going to start on February 2nd. You mentioned that Aaron Rodgers and Pam Oliver are amongst your first guests. Is there anyone that's like on your wish list that you go, you know, that's someone I really want to get on my podcast at some point? Well, I, I'd love 
I have a list of people, or we've created a list of people, and these are people that, and I think it's important that I have some kind of personal relationship with them, because I think, you know, the quality of the conversation, and you'll hear it with Aaron and Pam, was not just a reporter talking to them, it was somebody who shares the passion for sports and whatever. So, I mean, I, one of my favorite and, and, and people that have influenced my life a lot in, in business is Ed Stack, who's the chairman and CEO of Dick's Sporting Goods, and he's been a friend of mine forever. And I haven't spoken to him about it, but I'm sure he would, he would love to do it. Um, I've formed a really great relationship with uh, the commissioner of Major League Soccer and uh, the NHL. So uh, Don Garber and Gary Bettman, those are people. Uh, I really, really want to have Sergio Garcia. I mean, he's a dear friend of mine, hmm. and he's not only is he a golfer, but he's a passionate soccer player. He's a passionate tennis player, and he loves the Adidas brand. So that's a flavor of, of you know, who's going to come onto the show. So I, I, we, we really want diversity, you know, but, but people that we know and we have a relationship with and that can really share some insights that they wouldn't maybe share with others. So about every two weeks, you'll have the Extraordinary Happens Competing in Sports, Business, and Life podcast, and uh, people can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and yep. and other places. Is there like a certain length of time, like, hey, I want to try and keep the conversations to half an hour or 15 minutes? Brian, we've been trying to keep the first two that we have already done. We wanted to be 20 minutes, and honestly, both of them could have gone an hour. Right. Uh, Pam was so disappointed that we had to end. Uh, <laughs> that means so, you're doing a good job. I guess, I guess, Brian. But, I mean, I think somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes. We just want it to be entertaining and, you know, not to drag and to be interesting to whomever would listen to it. So I think, you know, 20 to 25 minutes is what we're trying to shoot for. That's great. And obviously, you know firsthand about the business of, of Adidas. And I imagine that, you know, maybe some insight will be shared there. And, you know, the people that you have access to, like Aaron Rodgers, will be people who, uh, you know, you'll kind of naturally gravitate to for this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's, I mean, I really don't want it to have anyone on that there's not some level of, 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 um, not not necessarily friendship, but familiarity, and that we know each other enough to have a, a conversation. That doesn't mean we have to be best friends, but certainly some acquaintance. And, and I think that was the case. I know Aaron quite well, and I've met Pam on an occasion and had a, in, a dialogue with her. So yeah, we're we're really excited. And and honestly, Brian, if today was any kind of uh, indication of the the way and the con the way the content is going to develop, it was really. It was really cool, and I'm really, really looking forward to your feedback on it, since this is what you do for a living. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be one of the most enjoyable things that you do going forward, because you sound like someone who enjoys talking to people, and you know, you have stories, they have stories. We're going to get to kind of eavesdrop on your conversation with people like Aaron Rodgers and Pam Oliver, and it's going to be great. So before I let you go, I have an 11-year-old daughter, and my daughter, is uh, she critiques my show, and she yeah. gives me some feedback. I've even let her do an interview or two for Sports Business Radio. You have two daughters. Yes. Have they given you any kind of critique or, you well, know, some advice on how to do this podcast? Not yet, but 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 I'm sure knowing my two daughters, <laughs> they will have many opinions when they listen to the first one. I'm sure, Brian. So How old are they? Are they millennials? Uh, they're yes, they're 21 and 24. Okay. So they're out uh, one is out in the world working and the other is a junior uh, at the University of San Diego. So both really wonderful kids and 
I'm sure I will get plenty of critique. That's great. Well, the Extraordinary Happens podcast, competing in business, sports, and life. It's hosted by Mark King, Adidas Group North America president. He was at TaylorMade for 34 years. Make sure that you check it out starting February 2nd. Mark, I'm looking forward to our regular conversations here on Sports Business Radio. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on, Brian. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. This is Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. More of the show coming up. Hello, everyone. Mark King here, president of Adidas Group North America. One of the most inspiring parts of my job is the conversations I have every day with extraordinary people who are shaping the sports landscape. I talk to athletes, league executives, athletic directors, and agents, and now I'm bringing these conversations to you through my new podcast series, Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports, Business, and Life. This series dives deeper into what inspires the people who are leading change in sport, both on and off the field. I want to know what makes them tick and uncover how their challenging convention to make extraordinary things happen for their teams, their businesses, and themselves. And I want to share those stories and insights with you. Tune in to my bi-weekly episodes of Extraordinary Happens on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, get out there, challenge each other, lead change, and make extraordinary happen. The website is sportsbusinessradio.com. We are back to wrap up this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, and Doug Zanger. Thanks to our friends at Pistano for powering Sports Business Radio. Follow them online at pistano.com or on Twitter at Pistano. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Just go to iTunes, type in Sports Business Radio. We are rated in the top 100 business news podcasts. You can also find our show via the TuneIn Radio and Stitcher apps. We're also on Audio Boom. You can follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. Our Twitter feed was named to the top 50 sports business must-follows on Twitter for 2015. Very honored to be on that list. I want to remind you again that Mark King has a new podcast out. It's called Extraordinary Happens, Competing in Sports Business and Life. Mark is the Adidas Group North American president. His podcast launches on February 2nd. They'll have new episodes Every two weeks or so. So he's on iTunes. He is on SoundCloud. He's on a number of different platforms. Stitcher, TuneIn, Windows Phone Marketplace, and Audio Boom as well. So again, Mark King and his new podcast, Extraordinary Happens, competing in sports, business, and life. Look for it on February 2nd. Thanks to Mark for joining us on Sports Business Radio this week as well. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. We'll have a great Super Bowl preview show for you next week. All the business of Super Bowl 50, we'll have it for you right here on Sports Business Radio. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Sports Business Radio. When the mama us to sleep, when I was stressed out. Hi, it's Brian Berger. Here at Sports Business Radio, we are proud to work with our partners, Pastano. They make a sports-proven visual marketing platform that I've personally been amazed to see. Teams like the Dallas Cowboys, Boston Red Sox, LA Kings, and Cleveland Cavaliers all use Pastano to engage their fans. When sports teams and fans tell their stories together, amazing things can happen. Every fan has a story. Whether you want to put selfies on the Jumbotron, create a dynamic social media command center, or activate a hashtag campaign on your website, Pastano can design an amazing social experience true to your brand. Even better, using the Pastano platform can pay for itself through selling sponsorships. 
As an example, the Kings sell sponsor space to Toyota and other clients and run the ads using Pistano. Want to see what your team's social content could look like? Schedule a demo today. Go to pistano.com slash sports. If you're a fan of this podcast, you understand the real power of engaging your fans. And these guys get it. That is P-O-S-T-A-N-O dot com.